The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Today is Monday, December 16th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I will be going over a very nice Monday seven-game slate with uh, a lot of potential here. So very excited uh, to be jumping on this. Um, we are, oh, I should say, I am recording this uh, Monday morning, so trying to get as up-to-date on this evening's card as possible. Um, we have the first lock, uh, or first game at 7 p.m. Eastern, so that will be the lock uh, for the day. And uh, just a reminder, you know, when you're playing these uh, slates, if you uh, are looking for late swap, you have to go on DraftKings or Yahoo. Uh, everything else will lock at the very first uh, game lock time uh, if you want to play on FanDuel and uh, Fantasy Draft. So just a reminder there. Uh, there's a lot of good contests uh, the next uh, like 10 days. Uh, all the uh, sites are building up to uh, what ends up being their biggest day uh of the year, which is Christmas Day, because it's sort of the the focal point. Uh, all big dollar contests. Uh, you know, I would recommend jumping in, reserving some spots in some of those contests if you want to have a shot at the big bucks. Uh, I think a lot of those uh, tournaments, especially on some of the sites, are going to fill because uh, there there's definitely a lot of popularity there and some really big dollars that uh, can be taken down. All right, before we jump in here, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. I'm actually sipping a wonderful cup of their French roast blend right now, and uh, really appreciate their partnership with hoop-ball.com, and uh, you know, look forward to uh, going uh, further with them in the future. So wonderful stuff. All right, a um, couple of things. You know, I mention this pretty much every day, but want to make sure I do at least mention it. You know, make sure to, you know, approach your slate, approach your contests, whether it be cash games or GPPs, with that, uh, what I like to call three-step process, which is, number one, you know, taking in the, the pod here and sort of getting an overview of the slate and, you know, some... Uh, possible plays and some things to fade, all that kind of great news. And then uh, follow the, the specific uh, player news throughout the day. Uh, that is super important. Um, you can do that by uh, going to hoop-ball.com, clicking on forums, clicking on DFS thread. Uh, my man Miles and my man Andy, they're both uh, – filling that with information throughout the day, and our other DFS pros are also doing that. Uh, you also can sh uh, go right on Twitter, at uh, HoopBallFantasy. A lot of that gets pushed right up uh, and tweeted out through our hoop-ball.com at uh, HoopBallFantasy uh, uh, handle. So, And if you want to uh, follow the pros themselves at, at HoopBall, it's I'm at Joe Sarvati. 
J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Mike is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Andrew is at Language Olympic, and Miles is at Miles, M-Y-L-E-S, 6565. So uh, that's step two. And then step three is, you know, getting right on your computer or, or your phone, however you put your lineups in, and follow that last hour or at least the very worst, the last 30 minutes up until lock. Look for late player news. Uh, follow that very closely on however you get your information uh, for those late moves. Hopefully it's on Twitter with us. Uh, you can also go to some of the sites that post uh, uh, news as soon as it pops out because trust me, it only takes one guy uh, that's a late scratch or uh, you know they announce a minutes restriction, anything of that nature at all. Uh, it's it's so competitive that it can uh, knock you right out of a GPP. Or if you're playing heads up or or uh, in some 50-50s or or those type of slates, uh, you know for cash, you've got uh, you got to know that have every edge you possibly can uh, up until lock. So listen to the pod follow throughout the day on any player news, and then just buckle down that last hour to half an hour to watch any of the news that unfolds so that you can uh, tweak your lineups uh, if you need to. And don't wait till the last minute to uh, get a lineup up there. Get as close to a lineup as you can so if you do make some tweaks, you can quickly make a one- or two-player shift and uh, – you know, and not have to freak out. And that's that's mainly for the guys that do one, two, three lineups. But if you're a mass entry guy, then, you know, that process you have to do, uh, you know, get the software, do it so you can do a massive late swap and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you're, the mass entry guys out there know how to do that. I don't particularly do that, but uh, you have to have that tool because if you can't make, you know, if somebody's a late scratch in the last, you know, five, 10 minutes beforehand, you can't go one by one and take that guy out of each of your lineups. If you have them 75% or whatever the case might may be, you may have them in a hundred and, you know, 25 lineups, hundred lineups, you know, you've got to be able to mass, uh, make that mass switch. So, you know, don't, don't get screwed out that way. It's hard enough to win and hard enough to be consistent. Uh, you don't want to uh, shortchange yourself. Okay, let's jump in. Uh, first uh, game is um, Washington Wizards at the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons are a five-and-a-half point favorite, and uh, the total is 229-and-a-half. Pistons have an implied total of 117-and-a-half, big number, and Wizards 112. So I think a lot of people are going to jump on this game early. You know, it has a, a big over-under. Uh, it's the second highest on the entire slate, and there are some good guys you can pick out of this uh, group. Uh, you know, f- the first thing to mention is uh, right now Drummond is questionable uh, still from the avocado rea- reaction from when they went down to Mexico, which is one of the weirdest things. You know, you never I, you never know what you're going to hear next. Uh, there's always something crazy, but that's that's the case. So. He did miss yesterday, uh, so you know this avocado thing is no, you know, uh, fake deal. I mean, it's the real thing. So keep news on him. I mean, this that's going to be a, a 
a slate shifter if if he's out because we already know Blake's out. Uh, Blake had an MRI done yesterday. Uh, he was removed uh, from the game this weekend. It just it was awful watching him play. I mean, he couldn't move his legs. He couldn't jump. Uh, so he's having some serious issues. I would not count on him uh, playing for quite some time. I, I just don't see that happening. So without Blake and if Drummond sits, you know, then everything changes. All of a sudden, you know, uh, Mr. Christian Wood's going to be one of the highest owned guys on the slate. Uh, people like Thon Maker come into play. Um, from a usage standpoint, Kennard will be one of the most popular plays. Um, we all know Washington can't defend. They're a terrible defensive team. Um, and, you know, their games always are super high scoring. So, you know, Washington right now is the second highest paced team in the league. Uh, and, you know, that that definitely bodes well to, uh, you know, to uh, attacking that game uh, from from the Detroit side because it's a major pace up. And Washington is actually dead last right now, 30th in the league uh, in defense. So, you know, uh, definitely a game. If Drummond plays, uh, plug him in. I think he'd be the first guy to plug in. If he doesn't, uh, then you got to grab a couple of the Detroit guys for sure. Um, you know, I think I would lean towards Wood and Kennard initially uh, and just, you know, take a good long look at it because there's some definite value there um, on the Detroit side. On the Washington side, they are getting up and down, scoring, uh, you know, because, again, they don't play much D. Isaiah Thomas is expected back, which is a little bit bothersome to me because Ish Smith's done well. I've, I've rostered him a few times. Plus, Isaiah is such a chuck and duck guy, you know, he's going to get his usage, and that has a tendency to – to uh, dig into Beal's uh, effectiveness. So that makes me a little concerned there. Uh, I do want to wa- roster somebody from the Wizards here. Um, I think uh, Hashimura is a great play, um, you know, especially with Blake not p- playing. Um, you can go to the Bertans, uh, certainly Bucket again, because he can, he can uh, you know, rally it up and, and his price is still good. Uh, you know, and, and there's even some deeper plays. Uh, you can go Troy Brown Jr. had a great game last time out. So, uh, you know, I know I'm spending a lot of time on this first game, but I think it's a key game. Uh, I'm probably going to roster four of my guys, at least from this game, depending on, obviously, the Drummond news uh, to, uh, to see which guy I want to play. But I think you got to just attack the slate right off the bat in this game. Um, and, you know, uh, I don't see any reason three, four, five guys from this game shouldn't be on every cash and GPP uh, lineup for you. All right. Game two, Cleveland Cavaliers at the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Blowout potential here for sure. Cleveland stinks. Toronto's a 12.5 point favorite. The over-under is 217. Raptors 115 uh, implied total, which is a solid one. Cleveland 102 and a half. So, you know, the question here is, do you try to avoid the um, blowout or uh, do you try to pick your spots? Uh, One thing is Van Vliet is doubtful. Uh, I'm sure they're not going to force him back uh, against Cleveland. So I'm pretty much considering him out. 
um, which brings, of course, Kyle Lowry into play and Norman Powell into play. Uh, Cleveland has shown consistency consistently with the four uh, guards that they're playing, uh, being mainly Porter and Clarkson off the bench, and then uh, uh, the two starters in Sexton and who am I forgetting is the other Cleveland starter, uh, Garland. So, uh, yeah, they don't defend. So they're, I think both Toronto backcourt players are in play. My concern would be, you know, uh, Powell is a little bit blowout proof. He'll get a few extra minutes, but I think in a blowout, Lowry would sit. So that's a little bit of a concern, um, you know, and, and then Siakam certainly stays in play if he's not going to sit the entire fourth quarter in a blowout. I think that uh, if there's any way Cleveland can keep it close, it was a similar game uh, three, four days ago when the Cavaliers were playing the Rockets. And somehow, some way, Cleveland kept that close all the way in, to the end. And Harden and Westbrook had like a million fantasy points and some of the uh, periphery guys uh, also did really well. So, you know, it, you just got to check your gut on this one. It is a 12 and a half point line, uh, certainly stackable, uh, specifically on the Toronto side, if, if it's going to stay close enough. Uh, from the Cleveland side, you know, you've had a few guys getting showcased uh, quite a bit, in my opinion, for trade possibilities, uh, that being Clarkson and Love. Uh, they've gotten some good minutes and have been producing so they're not the worst play in the world for sure um and certainly sexton has put up some decent games uh toronto's a, a strong defensive unit though so you've got to really concern yourself there toronto's fourth in the league defensively so that you know that certainly uh plays into uh you know being a little concerned about firing up some cleveland guys so you know, I would say uh, if you feel it's going to stay close, feel very comfortable rostering a couple of Raptors. Uh, and if you feel really like gambling, at least on the GPP side, uh, you can throw in uh, maybe a Love or Clarkson or Sexton. Okay, on to the 805 Eastern game, third game on the slate, Chicago Bulls at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder are a six-and-a-half point favorite over unders. Uh, a low, low 209 and a half. I implied total for the Thunders 108, for the Bulls 101 and a half. Uh, pretty snoozer game here. I would not count very strongly on this game uh, statistically and DFS points wise. Um, Levine is expected to play. He's dinged a little bit, but he's expected to play. You know, you've got some decent play recently from guys like Paul and um, Shea and uh, from the Chicago side, Levine's been uh, decent. Carter Jr.'s had a few big games, but I'm not going anywhere in this game. Uh, you know, we've got seven solid games here. I've already used quite a few guys in these first two. Uh, I just, you know, this game based on, the possessions per game look like there's going to be about uh, four or five less possessions per team based on the pace and the total, and uh, I just don't want to go there. So let's move on. All right, uh, game four, 8.05 as well, Miami Heat at the Memphis Grizzlies. 
Miami Heat is minus five over under 216 and a half. Um, interesting uh, game here. Uh, the implied total for the Heat's 111 and Grizz are 106. And again, you know, with that five-point spread, it's expected to be uh, kept fairly close. There's definitely this is a game uh, where we have to f- really follow all of the news. In fact, it's so news-dependent. I'm going to click on the up-to-the-minute situation. Uh, Grizzlies, it looks like Crowder's back tonight. Um, Slow-mo's going to play. There's nothing saying that Jaw's going to be out. Uh, we know Clark's back. He exploded for 25 points on Saturday, so he's playing well. Uh, it shuffles Tyus Jones uh, down uh, to backup, and uh, you know their whole team shifts based on on uh, with Morant playing. So um, certainly a game where. You know, there are some playable parts from this side, but it, it's looking more like everybody's in. So, you know, it's been fun being able to roster some of their uh, bench guys that have been getting more minutes. You know, when Clark was out, uh, Triple J really busted out, um, you know, uh, but that makes it tougher there, especially with him playing well. Joe Val's been uber inconsistent so i don't know how you really count on him uh jaw has this like fake kind of real kind of cap i guess of minutes they say he does then he doesn't and it's 25 then it was 30 and who knows man i don't know what they're doing there they're losing and i think they just want to make sure uh that they uh protect jaw as much as they can um, on the on the Heat side, they had some really big, intense games this week with some rivals, Boston, Toronto, teams like that. Um, it looks like Winslow is still out for this game, and Drogic is still out, which is very troublesome. Um, you know that that keeps uh, the main guys that I've been playing in play. That's Kendrick Nunn and Jimmy Butler. And, uh, you know, it also brings Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero as possible plays as well. Um, Bam's been crushing it uh, also lately. Uh, so he is, is certainly uh, a, a great play. Um, you know, if this game stays close, as the line would suggest, uh, you know, there are some gems in this game for sure. Uh you know, I wouldn't load up on the Grizz just because I respect the Heat's team defense. Um, they're ninth in the league in team defense right now, so that uh, will sort of tell you what their deal is. But, uh, you know, with Winslow being a fantastic perimeter defender, that doesn't help having him out, but it actually doesn't hurt them. They're a little better defensively without Dragic. So it sort of cancels each other out and makes it uh, – you know, about the same scenario. So I don't know if I'll go Memphis just because they have so many miles to feed now with everybody healthy and back. Uh, but I think, you know, certainly have to look to dial up a couple of the heat guys because it's a, a super up-tempo uh, pace. Uh, Memphis is still uh, fourth in the league in pace. So they're playing super fast. 
Uh, and that brings uh, Butler, uh, like I say, none, possibly Hero, Robinson, Bam, all in play. Um, so, you know, grab a couple of those guys. Uh, I think uh, you will be very pleased that you did. Okay, game number five is uh, the San Antonio Spurs at the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are minus 10. Uh, Over-under is the highest on the entire board. It is 233 total. Uh, a giant 121.5 Rockets implied total. And San Antonio 111.5. So, you know, it looks like a chalk Harden and Westbrook night again. Everybody keeps rostering one of those two, if not both. Um, you know, I have seldom done that. The one time I did, it did not work out. So I'm even a little more bitter about that. Uh, but the Spurs are pretty lousy defensively. I mean, there's it's the worst defensive Spurs team that I can ever remember uh, in, in years and years. Uh, they're 23rd in the league. So that is not uh, very comforting. But um you know, I, I guess you need to make a decision here uh, if you're going to dial Harden in and let him uh, go after it, or if you go just a little bit cheaper and go with Westbrook. But it, it looks as though you need one of them, uh, probably Harden. But, you know, you hate to, to take that kind of salary hit right off the bat. But Westbrook's coming off a, a rest game, so that helps him. Um, you know, I, I just don't see how you avoid – uh, getting him in there. Everybody likes to to run to the uh, ancillary dudes on on the Rockets. I, you know, it's amazing how much uh, PJ Tucker and Daniel House and Ben McElmore and all these guys get rostered. And I get it. They're you know they get up and down. They have a lot of possessions. They're fast, uh, etc. But with Westbrook and Harden in, man, their their usage is just ludicrous. Uh, Harden still leads the league in usage for the season. And that's playing alongside of Westbrook. I mean, that's pretty damn hard to do because Westbrook doesn't give up the ball as much as, as a lot of guys. So, you know, I just, I don't like those fringe guys when both uh, Harden and Westbrook are playing, but, you know, I think maybe fading some of those guys can give you a slight edge uh, and then just making the right choice between Harden and Westbrook becomes key. Uh, Spurs are hard to play, man. I, I rostered a few guys this weekend. None of them, you know, were spectacular. DeRozan did okay. Uh, you know, there were a little bit of scuttlebutt that DeRozan may be on the block and, you know, maybe they were showcasing him a little bit. You know, I think he's their most consistent guy. Uh, I think he certainly will get uh, some attention on this slate. He may get hardened defense, which helps a lot, um, unless they decide they're going to put Westbrook on him, which is very possible too. Um, you know, I'm thinking Westbrook may start off against DeJounte Murray, uh, but, you know, we just have to see how that unfolds. <clears throat> uh, really, the rest of the guys, there's just so much rotation of minutes, especially the guards, you know, Good luck if you can figure out between, you know, Forbes and, and Murray and Mills and, and you know, DeRozan plays some guard and they're playing Lonnie Walker uh, minutes now and on and on. I mean, it's, he plays everybody. They split minutes and it's just a DFS nightmare. So, you know, out of this game, I think 
Uh, I wouldn't mind a correlation of going like a Harden into Rosen. It is the high total of the night. Uh, and I think that, you know, could really help you bring some stuff down. Uh, but again, it's not going to be the cheapest option. Okay, two games remaining. We have another 805 game, the Dallas Mavericks at the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, as we all know, Luca twisted his ankle this weekend. That was absolutely brutal. Semi ruined my weekend to see poor Luca go down. You know, when he did it, we thought maybe it was broken. It could have been a disaster, but it, neg in negative x-rays, it sounds like he's going to miss a couple of weeks, which isn't too bad. Although for the Mavericks, this is like an absolutely insane stretch of games. They have to play Milwaukee, Philly, Toronto, on and on, man, and all on the road, most of them. So, yeah, this isn't going to be a, a pretty uh, or very happy uh, Christmas stretch here for the poor Mavs without Luka. But what does it do to DFS? Uh, you know, I see everybody scrambling, uh, taking these Mavericks guys like crazy. You know, e even in the year-long leagues, Everybody thinks now that DeLon Wright and Jalen Brunson and all these guys are going to be superstars. It ain't going to happen, man. I'm just telling you right now, uh, Carlisle's going to split those minutes amongst a ton of guys. You're going to see J.J. Barea. You're, I mean, I could sit here and tell you seven guys, and they're all going to get minutes. They're all going to pick up some of Luca's minutes. I think his usage itself, though, a lot of it will not – be really as much dispersed amongst all those guys off the bench. I think you'll see a little uptick in Hardaway. He's going to take some more shots. Porzingis knows he's got to step up a little bit and, and take some more of those shots uh, and, and, you know, and make some big plays. So those two guys become in play in some of these games for me, more so than trying to force in a value play of, uh, you know, the, the fringe guys that are still going to play their, you know, minutes roles and rotate out. And, you know, when you play guys like that, you know, you could play a DeLon Wright and he plays five minutes. You could play a J.J. Beret, he may not get in. Um, you know, so it, it literally can swing that much with, with uh, how he uses his bench. So just don't, don't risk it there. It's definitely not in cash. Um, you know, if you want to play uh, a Maverick like that, that's not Hardaway or Porzingis, uh, make sure it's only in a GPP. Uh, I really don't trust the rest of those guys. If, if you want to roll the dice on a Cleva, uh, you know, any of those guys, it's just, it's risky, you know, uh, even a, uh, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith. So just don't do it. It's, it's just not worth it. Um, Plus, they're playing the Bucks. The Bucks. It is a pace-up game. Bucks are super quick. Uh, they get up and down the floor at the fastest pace in the league. But they're also the number one defensive team in the league. So, this just does not feel good. Uh, this game. It's a double-digit spread. Um, Bledsoe is out for the Bucks. Um, so that does bring George Hill as a value play in a little bit, but he's not as cheap as you'd expect. Um, you know, Giannis certainly can be a foundational play here. If you'd prefer Giannis over Harden, I think you're you're uh, pretty close there with those two guys. Um, you know, I may even slightly lean. Uh, well, I'll probably stay with Harden though, because I really think this game could blow out. I know the Mavs are playing fantastic basketball. 
they had a just dynamic comeback from a 24-point deficit against the Heat uh, and actually could have won it. It went to overtime. Um, but, you know, this game just doesn't feel great. It's in Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee may smack them around a little bit. Uh, and other than Giannis or maybe a George Hill, uh, Middleton's picked it up with Bledsoe going down. Middleton is a, is a fine play if you're building a little bit more of a balanced roster uh, price-wise. Uh, I think he'll do fine. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is a damn good defender, though, and, I, and he'll be on Middleton. Uh, that's a little bit of a concern there. So, um, again, on the Mavs side, I think you're fine if you want to uh, go Hardaway or uh, Porzingis. I think they'll both play uh, a, a decent role. Uh, Porzingis' price is not ex- very good, though, considering he's been he's had somewhat of a down year. Uh, so be you know be careful there. And then if you know if you think the Mavs are going to hang in there with the Bucks. Uh, and make it a game where Giannis really has to play meaningful fourth quarter minutes, uh, then definitely fire him up. Um, and it, again, you know, uh, Hill, Middleton, some of those other guys are also into play. Uh, you know, 119 and a half uh, for their implied total is the second highest on the slate uh, to the uh, uh, Rockets. So certainly in play there. I'm not going to to stack this game, but I'm going to try to cherry pick one or two guys that can make it happen. All right. Uh, quickly want to mention we have one game left. It's the 9.05 game, so it starts a, uh, Eastern. It starts an hour later, so it does qualify as the late-night hammer, the big sweat game, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, again, a couple of things. Uh, if you, please follow us every day on these podcasts. We're seven-day-a-week DFS coverage. We've covered every single slate from the very first preseason slate, and uh, we've done that every regular season, and we're going to do every postseason slate. So uh, there is no better uh, in front of the paywall, free seven-day DFS NBA uh, content out there than than what we're providing. Uh, We really appreciate all of you that have been uh, tuning in, uh, jumping in, you know, we, we ask, you know, when you listen, take a couple extra seconds to rate, review, subscribe. All of that means a lot to us. Um, you know, five stars, likes, any positive reviews or comments, those all help. Uh, you know, we've got some some interesting folks we're talking to uh, that we're hoping can get involved with our DFS product as well to, to even grow us bigger uh, and uh uh, you know, we're excited about that. So all of those, uh, that time you take, you know, which is just a few seconds, literally to rate, review, subscribe, and, and put those comments are, are greatly appreciated. And you can find us every, anywhere podcasts are found. It's not just, uh, you know, a small little thing you can find just on YouTube or something. You can listen to us every day on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, we're there. Uh, all you got to do is type in NBA DFS today or just DFS today and we're going to come up. So, uh, you know, stick with us the entire season. Uh, we've we've been producing a bunch of winners. We had some great tweets from some of our listeners out there of uh, some people that took down some, some good stuff uh, following our process uh, and, and listening to our show. So we really appreciate that. And, uh, 
Again, a quick thanks to our sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. And with that, let's get to the last game. Again, late night hammer game, Portland Trailblazers at the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and it's a one point uh, Suns favorite here. So this is the closest game on the slate. Uh, it's the game that's supposed to be the most co uh, competitive. And it is the third highest total. You have an implied total just about dead even, 115 for Phoenix, 114 for Portland. So it should be a, a 229, not 228 and a half, as it says on here, but it is what it is. So, you know, you've got a, a really playable game. There's no question about it. I mean, I think, uh, you know, definitely want to have a piece or two in this game. Um, Lillard has played very well. Uh, I think he's a guy you can, you can target. Uh, certainly C.J. McCollum and uh, Carmelo have both done well of late. Um, those are all targets on that side of the ball. Uh, on Phoenix side, um, you know, they've gotten some guys back. Booker's expected to play. He missed the last game. Uh, <clears throat> he's certainly in play. Uh, Ricky Rubio has put up some really good games. And, you know, Portland's backcourt is not a great defensive backcourt. So, you know, the, both backcourts are in play in this game without question. Um, we've seen some good games from Ubre Jr. recently. Um, I would steer clear of the bigs um, on the Phoenix side and the Portland side. You have Whiteside, who's done pretty well. However, he's going to face probably 20 minutes or so of Baines, who is an impactful defensive player. Um, and then, you know, if he gets, gets the extra minutes when Phoenix has to uh, slide Kaminsky in there or one of those guys he could do better so he's got some upside uh, I've just been burned by Whiteside I know as a lot of DFS players have but he's certainly a GPP uh, play that uh, you know has the potential to take down a slate in the right situation um, the you know the Phoenix side like I say it's still sort of big men by committee uh, Baines isn't a hundred percent yet uh, they've been trying to get him into games a little bit more each time since he's come back from the injury. Uh, you know, and Kaminsky and, and Sarge is a little dinged up. He's expected to play. You know, all of those guys are okay, but uh, not somebody I'd roster on a pretty juicy seven-game slate like this. So, you know, uh, try to get a little exposure there. I'll definitely watch for any of the late news and see how that all comes together. All right, I think uh, that should do it. Hopefully that gives you a pretty up-to-date uh, understanding of what we're looking at in this very good and very winnable seven-game slate. Uh, let's you know try to get some bankroll build this week so that we can take some good shots at that Christmas slate. Uh, there's going to be some fantastic uh, opportunity there. So, Appreciate all of you. I uh, really do. And I'll be with you again uh, tomorrow uh, solo uh, for our Monday night. I'm sorry, Tuesday night slate. So I will be jumping on that either later this evening uh, or more than likely first thing in the, uh, tomorrow morning. I like to try to have as up to date information for our listeners uh, so that you don't have to make as many adjustments uh, by hearing some of it the night before. So I would say uh, enjoy this slate. 
I think it's a good mid-level playing slate where you can you can uh, uh, make some some good cash game plays, fire up maybe a, a one of the solid GPP uh, shots out there and see if you can uh, hit some good cash. And then uh, I'll join you again tomorrow morning to try to get a, a roll going, and, and we'll hit Tuesday, and then we'll leave it up to some of our other pros here at uh, NBA uh, Hoopball NBA. So, all right, guys, appreciate you for my man uh, Micah Patria and Andrew Hansen and Miles Hartley and our wizard behind the drapes Dan Bespris back at hoop-ball.com. I am Coach or Joe Sarvati, whichever you prefer. We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it again in NBA DFS. Thanks for joining me. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.